Redemption After Loss, Marriage, Rebirth, and the Book of Ruth. My name is Rabbi Eli Confer. This year, we are welcoming Shavuot in a time of loss. So much of our experience since Purim has been marked by loss and grief, loss of friends and relatives, loss of financial stability, loss of community and ritual celebration. We're used to gathering together on Shavuot, studying God's Torah together, even staying up all night together. Not this year, another loss. We receive Torah anew on Shavuot, but we also read the story of Ruth on Shavuot. This year, Ruth's story of redemption after loss is a poignant reminder that our people and the world has suffered before, and nevertheless, has transitioned away from a state of seemingly permanent grief and loss to one of unexpected redemption. The Jewish wedding is marked by the Sheva Brachot, literally seven blessings that celebrate the union of a couple under the chuppah. Three of those blessings call upon the image of Adam and Eve and the moment of creation as the original model of marriage. Adam and Eve are a striking choice for this symbol. They are both universal, the parents of everyone, but also those without a past. A midrash in Sanhedrin 38b imagines Adam and Eve marrying on the very first day of their existence. They have no relatives, no history, no experience. But there is another model of marriage in Jewish liturgical tradition, that of Ruth and Boaz. The Talmud derives the requirement for a minion to be present at a wedding from the case of Boaz and Ruth. In fact, in the Middle Ages, when a widow married a widower, the traditional seven blessings were substituted in some communities with one alternative blessing that reads as follows. The blessing of a widower and a widow, first bore priagafen, then blessed who crowns you with the crown of joy, like the crown of Boaz in Bethlehem, as the whole community of Israel blessed him and the witnesses testified true testimony about him as it is written, and all the people at the gate said, let your house be like the house of parrots. Blessed are you, Hashem, who makes man and woman succeed. Sefer Kolbo, an anonymous 14th century work, concludes that nowadays we don't recite this blessing anymore. But it offers us a glimpse of a time when Ruth and Boaz served as a different model of marriage one in which the two parties are both emerging from loss and starting a new life together, not out of a vacuum, but bringing along all their life experience and pain. We know from the Bible itself that Ruth has experienced much suffering in her life. Her husband Machlon died, as did her father-in-law and brother-in-law. In rabbinic imagination, Boaz also has suffered and is a widower. In fact, Boaz's wife died on the very day that Ruth and Naomi arrived. So Ruth is not alone in her suffering and loss. Boaz also has lost his beloved. But loss is not a permanent state. The Midrash says, when this one exited, the other one entered. Or as another version of this Midrash in Bava Batra 91a says, before someone dies, the person who will next be in charge of the house arises. In ways we can't always see, loss is often the beginning of something new. Sometimes we imagine a world in which a couple is like Adam and Eve, starting fresh with no history and no pain. 
But the model of Boaz and Ruth may be more reflective of reality. Union and redemption is born out of real people who have the pain and loss of life, sometimes tragically so. Yet past pain does not determine a difficult future. There is a hope born of this union, unlike that even of Adam and Eve. The descendant of Ruth and Boaz is David, who brings redemption, as does his distant progeny, the Messiah. Perhaps this is because the Messiah can only come from people who have known loss and suffering. In this time of plague and separation, we are also looking to redemption after loss. Extending beyond the particular moment of marriage, we are all looking forward to the reunions, the connections, the relationships which are on hold. Loss is our present, but it is not necessarily our future. Another important symbol connects the book of Ruth to weddings and this story of redemption from loss, the barley crop. Barley is the first harvest of the spring season, long preceding the wheat harvest, which begins on Shavuot. Indeed, the barley harvest is launched with great fanfare in Mishnah Menachot 10.3, and it was the first new offering of the season. After the long winter, barley was the first sign of new life. The Talmud associates barley with weddings, commenting on a somewhat ambiguous tradition, stating that one could celebrate the wedding ritually from the time that, quote, barley was thrown into the mortar. Rashi explains, from the time they throw barley into the mortar, and there are those who say, for the sake of the bride and groom, they sow barley in a flower pot to say, be fruitful, multiply, and sprout like this barley. Barley is the first grain to poke its head up from the ground and therefore carried the symbolic valence of being fruitful. Naomi and Ruth returned to Bethlehem, quote, at the start of the barley harvest. This is not just to situate us in a particular time of year right after Pesach, but also to foreshadow the rebirth that will come later in the story. Although Naomi and Ruth, like winter itself, are childless, we know that returning at the season of the barley harvest portends future birth. In fact, the whole romance of Ruth and Boaz takes place in the background of the barley harvest. Naomi tells Ruth to go to Boaz at night while he is, quote, winnowing barley at night. And after staying the night at Boaz's feet, Ruth receives six measures of barley from Boaz. The Talmud in Bavli Sanhedrin 93a reads the number six as symbolic of the number of children particularly blessed among Ruth's future progeny. In some ways, the counting of the Omer, the days of the barley harvest that precede the bumper crop of wheat, is a love story that foretells birth. We have faith that the winter is coming to an end because barley has already sprouted. More good must be on the way. That culminates on Shavuot, with the bringing of the first fruits and the sacrifice of bread an unusual fully leavened ritual celebration of the bounty of wheat. This period of the Omer has been so difficult with such loss, but perhaps there are moments and signs of a turnaround yet to come. My prayer is that the model of Ruth and Boaz, a couple born of loss, who nonetheless presage redemption, and the model of the barley crop, a sign of rebirth and hope, emerge in full force for us this year. May the moment of our painful loss also be the moment of our new beginning.